Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about the Red Yeti membership program, which we launched in the last six months. On this program, members can gain access to discounts of up to 50% off 70 plus startups in the outdoor space. In the last month alone, we've added 10 startups to the platform, and it doesn't look like we're slowing down anytime soon. Our goal is to have hundreds of startups on this platform so that members can go on and discover new brands that really align with their values and take advantage of all the discounts that are offered. In addition, members can apply to become ambassadors for these startups, all from one location. You fill out one form and then you just check which startups you'd like to have it sent to. We also are offering and showcasing all of the brand's new products that they're working on, showcasing prototypes and things like that, so you can really be kept up to date on everything new and unique that they're offering. We also are going to be doing some collaboration with these brands, showcasing some unique limited edition product that's only offered to Ready Yeti members. And lastly, we have a private Facebook group for all active members so that you guys can get to know each other, communicate, hang out, um, and really uh, get to know each other and help us build this movement in the outdoor space. So if you want to check this out, you can head over to readyyeti.com slash members and enter the code Yeti podcast to get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Yeti podcast listeners? Josh Savo here, your host. And on today's episode, I'm sitting down with one of the co-founders of Slipstream, which is technically the Netflix of outdoor films, uh, Keegan uh, Nicole. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to chat with me. Thanks for having me, Josh. Without a doubt. So this is really cool. Like When I first found you guys, um, I've always thought about there should be a Netflix for outdoor films because, you know, I've watched so many different or I've searched so many different times on Netflix trying to find some ski films or climbing really anything and sometimes I'll find a gem and other times I'll just be like damn it and then I'll go on iTunes and I'll find a film for like 20 bucks I'm like do I really want to drop 20 bucks on this to watch it once or twice I don't know and um I think it's a, it's such a great idea um I wanted to start off asking what your background is and how did you get to developing and starting Slipstream? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, me and the co-founders at Slipstream have actually been in the video space for a couple of years. We started a company called Real House about five years ago. Uh, and that uh, was born from uh, this idea that creatives uh, were using the internet to sell their work a lot more. Um, with companies like Kickstarter and Bandcamp, a lot of folks were uh, producing great stuff and then selling it directly to their fans instead of going through a traditional model like getting a sales agent and a distributor and um, reducing their chunk of the revenue at each step. So Real House was really born to um, create that direct link between a filmmaker and a viewer. And so we built Real House um, to do that exactly. So kind of like a square space for films, if you can imagine filmmakers signing up and creating a really easy website, adaptable on all different devices, and then picking a price to sell their film and selling it uh, directly to their audience. So 
that picked up traction really quickly and um, we partnered with the Sundance Institute really early on because they loved what we were doing um, for empowering filmmakers in that way. Um, got investment from Warner Brothers in the first year and did a bunch of work with them and have been um, yeah operating that product for the last uh, five years. Uh, so we got really familiar with video uh, and filmmakers and viewers in the online space in particular. Um, and recently, we've been seeing a lot of traction in the action sports demographic specifically. And since we're um, all from Vancouver and pretty passionate about the outdoors, climbers, mountain bikers, skiers, surfers, um, we, uh, in, a, in a pretty selfish way, we're pretty excited to make a product that uh, combined both our passions in action sports and video. And that's kind of how Slipstream was born. That's awesome. When you grew up, were you um, in, it, did you were you making films? Did you always have a passion for um, making video? We had a camcorder growing up. I have two brothers, so we played around with that, and we're always you know constructing narratives and filming uh, filming stuff around the house and the backyard. Uh, and then I had a pretty theatrical high school, um, was in a uh, performing arts school and did a lot of stuff with musical theater. And then in college, uh, studied film as well, uh, as, as well as business. And so, um, yeah, you know, ha- haven't really been, um, in production professionally as, as far as behind the camera goes, but, um, being in and out of film over the years that's so interesting and so you've got three partners uh how did you did you just meet them from your outdoor activity slash uh passion for for film we actually all came together for real house um the co-founder bill mangi kind of brought us all in and, and had this idea for real house and we all signed on and and built the company and launched the company uh, and then since then, you know, it's been a tight team. Um, we moved down to LA together and lived in this big house and, uh, really bonded as coworkers for half a year, uh, and just learned how to work together really efficiently and, and well. Uh, and then throughout the years, you know, we're always iterating on the product and coming up with new ideas. And, um, the slipstream idea came came on and we pitched it to the board of our parent company and they liked it so uh we uh we went from there that's awesome now did you did you have to raise capital for slipstream after building uh real house or how did that work you know we didn't actually we uh real house was acquired by a company called eight solutions about two years in and since then um they've been floating us uh and so we come up with products once in a while um, to add value to the suite of products under Real House. We have a virtual reality product. We have a transactional product, like a marketplace for filmmakers. And then um, this latest SVOD product. And if you've been looking at trends in video, obviously subscription video on demand is being um, something of high interest to both consumers and studios. So we wanted to get Real House on the map for uh, for a subscription product. And Substream and action sports look like a perfect fit to launch that. Um, now that we have that in our tool belt, 
um, the grander plans are to, you know, license that tech out to white label it to different companies or, um, you know, build similar products for studios, distributors and the rest. Right, right. Now, in building Slipstream, did you have a lot of the, you obviously had a lot of the relationships with the filmmakers to uh, bring them on this platform. But I, I guess what I want to ask is how, how did you go about structuring it? How did you figure out what the best way was to structure it? And then uh, offline, we mentioned you mentioned a little bit about sort of the fair trade with um, filmmakers and making sure that they're uh, paid fairly. So I'd love for you to sort of walk through uh, the structure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, even with the ethos in the beginning of Real House, we've already made we've always made our products um, pretty filmmaker focused. So at the end of the day, content is really king in this game. And we want filmmakers and the content producers to, you know, be bringing home the largest part of the pie. Uh, when we looked at other larger retail platforms like Netflix and Amazon and iTunes, we're seeing that um, those big corporations were sometimes taking, you know, 45 or 55% of, you know, the $20 that you spend on a film on iTunes. And we didn't really think that was fair, especially since the mechanics of delivering that file uh, in volumes that iTunes is doing um, just isn't even close to that cost. So we've um, always been uh, or subscribed to this idea of fair trade filmmaking. We think that filmmakers should be paid um you know the appropriate amount uh with real house it's a 90 10 split with slipstream it's a 70 30 split um and in slipstream we actually you know go out there and promote those films and make sure folks are watching them and um and then paying royalties back to the filmmaker and so that's kind of been our secret sauce within all our products is focusing on the filmmaker um, and we really wanted to make that a cornerstone of Slipstream as well. All right. So what is something unique? Um, we've talked about some aspects of your of Slipstream and how uh, you're already different than, say, Netflix or Amazon. But uh, something that maybe is a little less known about Slipstream, um, what, what is something that you think is really unique about your business? Yeah, I mean, I think the the filmmaker centric or uh, fair trade filmmaking is a, a cornerstone that's pretty unique about Substream and the whole Real House product line. Um, but going further and more specific about Substream, we've built the product and have curated the content in a way that uh, focuses on films that you know not aren't just kick flicks or two and a half hours that they actually have a narrative and strong human element to them. So we focus on films that, yeah, inspire you to get out there and, you know, have some, you know, good jumps and, and hucking some cliffs, but also have a, a strong narrative and, and something that you're following along with and can relate to. Um, we focus that in our action sports curation and have even expanded out of that into... Um, anything that celebrates mountain culture uh, or environmental uh, environmentalism, anything that really inspires folks to go out and play in these particular places that we love and cherish so much, but also encourages everyone to protect them as well. Yeah, you know, you, when you're talking about this, I, I think back, and we, we talked a little bit about this before we started, but 
Um, for me, when I was in high school, it was the early stages of uh, Free Ski TV by Switchback, which I know you guys do some work with, and Mike Douglas, and um, he did that whole yep. video series for Solomon. And one of the things I really liked about it is it had such a strong narrative. Like each episode was about either a specific skier or a place that they were going to visit and stuff like that. And as a result of it, like I built like a list of like, you know, 10 or 15 places that I'm like, I need to go ski there, (laughs) you know, and it creates, um, it just got me so much more involved and invested, especially since I grew up skiing on the East coast where, it's a very particular kind of skiing, <laughs> right? You know, and it, it just helps you sort of show what else is out there, um, and really experience it through the stories of um, outdoor enthusiasts, skiers, and stuff like that. Um, so, for who is, I guess, the best person for Slipstream? Like, obviously, you focus on specific outdoor activities, but how would you best describe? Um, the perfect person to be using Slipstream. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we've grown it to a general audience, not only folks that are diehard skiers, climbers, surfers, mountain bikers, but anyone that likes to get out of the city on a weekend and go for a hike or hang out in a park or walk through the woods. Um, th- these natural places are so important and so beautiful, and um, they come with these really inspiring stories that um, we think are, are really important to be told, um, especially now more than ever. I think these places are at risk and need to be protected. So um, anyone that's, you know, not even an environmentalist, but anyone who enjoys the outdoors and wants to get out there and push their limits, um, the films on Substream really inspire you to do so and helps you get off the couch and go do stuff. I couldn't agree more. Um, Okay, so along this process in in building Slipstream, did you have any mentors, and obviously with with Real House and all the work that you did before, was there anyone in particular that really helped guide you to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, one of the co-founders of Real House, a guy named Bill Mangi, uh, it was a real mentor to me uh, uh, during his time at Real House. And then after acquisition with 8 Solutions, there's a team of really, uh, really passionate veterans in the entertainment and media space. Um, a guy named Roy Arms used to be GM of EA Canada. Uh, and uh, just like a, a solid wealth of experience that have taught me to make really great products uh, form really inspiring partnerships and it's just establishing an awesome work culture definitely so what has the growth been like for slipstream since you got it started yeah it's been solid um we built the product in just under three months which was um you know that's a, crazy <laughs> a feat. it was a feat man it was a lot of long hours and hard work um but that's you know really built into our culture we've you know, we pick a deadline and we stick to it and we get it out and we ship the product. If it's, even if it's midnight on the, the day of product launch day. <laughs> Lots of uh, Red Bull. Totally, exactly. Uh, so that, that, that was a feat on its own. Um, since launching, we've obviously added more features to the product. We've added Apple TV and watch list and, um, m- more, uh, viewer friendly features, um, 
so in in that way, in the technology context, it's it's grown a lot since day one. Um, on the film side, it's also grown a ton. Uh, we've onboarded folks like Patagonia and Solomon and Osprey and Visla, some really big brands doing really cool stuff in the film space, as well as a ton of independent filmmakers. And then from the viewership side, um, we've grown pretty steadily as well. We partnered with a company called Karen, who ships uh, subscription boxes to outdoor enthusiasts' stores every month, uh, and that went out to you know over thirty thousand people. Um, we're in another uh, female-focused subscription box coming up in uh, October. Um, so you know the outdoor community has been incredible because everyone's um, helping each other out and spreading the word through their communities. Uh, and that's been that's been great, especially as a startup, you know, who we can't necessarily buy, um, you know, the big Super Bowl ads or any P&A budget. Um, so so that's been that's been incredible. Awesome. And so just so the listener knows, um, when did you actually launch Slipstream? We launched to a beta group in late December. Uh, and then we launched more publicly in January. So you guys are you're pretty young, and, and in that time, you've grown to over 1,500 subscribers, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm sure you guys are thrilled with those results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our targets are much larger for the end of the quarter, and uh, we keep on building and growing. Um, but we're, the feedback that we've got has been really incredible, much like um, the words you said earlier, just folks in this community have been really wanting a product like this for a long time and are stoked to get their hands on it. So that's been validating for sure. What are some, outside of working with the subscription box companies, what are some of the ways that you've um, been able to get the word out about Slipstream? Uh, we did a big press tour in uh, uh, the spring Um a lot of you know blogs and news websites were excited about um, the idea and the concept, and it's something that's you know easily clickable, right? You, if someone says Netflix for action sports, people you know you have an idea in your mind exactly of what that looks like and yeah. what that is pretty easily. So um, the messaging is being um, pretty efficient in that way, and that's a hook that anyone can kind of relate to. Um, so the press locally here in Vancouver picked us up and gave us some love as well as, you know, tons of blogs, ski blogs, climbing blogs. We blew up on Reddit really early on, um, unbeknownst to us. We just saw a huge surge of traffic one day on one of the climbing threads and people really ate it up, which is exciting. Again, these, these communities are so passionate, right? If you're a diehard climber, you know, you're a diehard climber, and you know a ton of folks that are too, and they just love to talk about gear and and stuff like that all day. So it's been that's been amazing for us, and um, we hope to grow that as well. Definitely. Now, now talking about the actual interface, and so when someone actually interacts with Slipstream, it's pretty similar to um, Netflix in sort of the, the categories and um, sliding, right? Um, do you have, and it's broken up into, I think, what, eight categories, right? Is that? Yeah, we play around with the categories a bit. We're adding new ones and, and taking some off, um, just determined by um, click rates. 
Okay, so I assume you guys have some pretty sophisticated analytics in watching you know, how long people are on, how many different um, videos they're watching and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we pay very close attention to the power users that are on, you know, a couple hours a week and clicking through some stuff. Um, but yeah, the great thing with these online products is you can track everything. And that's part of our strategy in, in giving that data back to filmmakers as well. That's been really popular. Um, because, you know, a filmmaker wants to know what folks are looking at, when the drop-off rates on their videos are, um, what people are liking, what people are uh, clicking away from, and so on. And now, is there anything in, in, I guess, collecting that data with the first 1,500 users that sort of surprised you guys? Um, I guess the surprising thing is more about I guess just the films that people like to watch and the categories in which communities we've been more popular in. Um, so that's been kind of exciting to, especially as a climber, you know, um, the the climbing playlist is pretty rich with pretty, you know, premium content. Um, and then that also reflects viewership and clicks. And so that's become our most popular playlist, um, which has been exciting. That's so interesting. Now, it, we talked a little bit about the culture, or I guess the organization with um, Slipstream and, and Real House. So there's four of you. I, I guess I want to ask what the dynamic is. Do you guys both work in the same, all work in the same office? Um, is it sort of like you go outside in the morning, work in the afternoon sort of a thing? or how, how to, Walk us through a day in the life. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, the team, yeah, we've got a, a small team here in East Vancouver, um, we work out of a studio uh, that our parent company owns um, with uh, a few other startups. Um, start the, I mean, three out of four of us walk or bike to work, which is nice. Um, we're, we have a morning stand-up every day just to talk about the day's events and what everyone's doing and working on. Um, and uh, it's been... It's been a pretty flexible and, and open workspace. I mean, it's great having other startups in the studio. There's a drone company. There's another film company. Um, our parent company does a lot of work with uh, media and the larger studios. Um, so that's been incredible, just going on, you know, walking meetings with, you know, a guy next to you and seeing what he's working on and 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 hashing things out. Um, and... Otherwise, we're um, we're a, a pretty uh, well-oiled machine. There's four of us in the corner here. You can see the mountains from our work desks, which, which is nice. And then on the weekends, we like to get out and um, surf and climb and ski and mountain bike, and that helps us, you know, even get inspired about what we want to build next on Slipstream and chat with other outdoor enthusiasts and see what they like about the product. Um, so getting out and enjoying those outdoor spaces is is really pretty crucial in the workplace culture as well. Definitely. Vancouver is a good place for it because you've got that big city feel, but so close you can escape and get to the big mountains. It's definitely, like I haven't been there yet, and we were talking about this offline as well, um, but it's definitely a place I could see myself spending a few years. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good, it's true, it's got a good work-life balance, a lot of folks here, and the companies here are really 
um, honor that outdoor time, especially in the summer when, you know, the winters are long here, there's lots of rain, so you, you make sure you work hard in the morning and then um, enjoy the evening at the beach or in the mountains and vice versa in the winter too. If you need a long weekend to ski, um, it's important to get out there and do that as well. Of course. Um, now, along this whole journey, uh, what, what has been the hardest part about starting Slipstream? Hardest part? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, a big part of it is patience, right? Working with such a small team and um, launching a product like Slipstream and seeing the reaction and the demand for more content and the demand for um, more OTT devices and the technology demand um, is is a tough one, right? Because you want to be there. You want to um, build a pro- platform as good as Netflix in three months. But, you know, it's baby steps. We have to get out there and start small and then, you know, think and hear about the feedback from our viewers and filmmakers and, and grow from there. So, uh it's it's a it's a, a a balancing act and and trying to be more patient about um, where we can get to and where we want to be. Of course, and along this journey, what, I guess currently, what would you say is your biggest fear, and, and how do you manage it in regards to slipstream? Biggest fear? I mean, I left. I, I'm not sure if I have huge fears about the product itself, but I mean, being, I guess, being in the action sports space and streaming these uh action sports films there's a safety element in each film that we produce or that we stream and just acknowledging that these are professionals they know what's going on in the backcountry they've um they're veterans in this space and and they've trained and practiced to be there um uh, a lot of those films don't have those caveats so, you know, a fear is that obviously if a viewer, you know, checks out one of these and thinks they can, you know, run up a mountain and, and do the same stunts that these guys do. But just to just to kind of throw that caveat on saying that, you know, these guys have worked really hard to get to where they are now and that every uh, recreator out there should should be well trained and well versed in the outdoors before they before they get out there and crush it. That is for sure. It can be a very dangerous place if you're unprepared. Um, right, yeah. Now, it, obviously, in the realm of building a business, there's a ton of failure, right? <laughs> there's always those few instances that are really great learning experiences. So I, I wanted to ask, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made in, in regards to uh, Slipstream? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh uh um biggest mistakes i you know i think we're still young at this point there are many mistakes that we'll go through in the next months and years building building the products um but you know a regret maybe is just not starting this earlier um it's one of those things where you think of a you know a new business idea with a buddy or a friend and uh you know, th- three years down the road, then you actually make it happen. Um, but I, I know that this community was ready for it three years ago, five years ago. Um, we're, we're not late to the game, but um, wish we could all, always have launched it earlier. We'd be way more ahead now, I guess. 
you know, at least you're not, you weren't um, perusing the internet one day and found someone else doing it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That would have been way worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in um, the outdoor industry or just a business in general? Um, yeah, I mean, we're fortunate, you and I are both, because, you know, we're passionate about the outdoors and um, it's a perfect balance doing what you love on the weekends and also doing what you love on the weekdays for work. Um, so we're, we're definitely fortunate to have that under our belt. Um, at Slipstream at Real House, it's always been um, important to us to have, have a really strong why, why we're doing it, why we're here, why the product needs to exist, why a viewer should um, sign on and, and pay five bucks a month for this. Um, and so figuring out that why early on is is really crucial for any business, I think. And then let that why impermeate everything that you do um, in the business. Definitely. So what is your why? <laughs> <laughs> Knew that question I mean, was we, coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, for Slipstream, I mean, it's, again, I think it goes back to, um, and I, I mean, all the products under Real House is, is under that fair trade filmmaking ethos and making sure we're out there making great products for filmmakers and that puts control back into their hands. Um, the traditional model has um, been pretty disadvantageous to a filmmaker in the past, and we want to right that wrong. Um, so that's, you know, that's at the very fundamental level on why we're creating these, these products. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I, I love the idea and I love the mission. It's, um, definitely, it's something that if you're not really in the film industry, you sort of just overlook, you don't really think about it. You're just like, Oh, this is a cool video. I should watch this. You're not really thinking about what goes on behind the scenes and, and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. so totally. Going into the future, where where do you see Slipstream and Real House in the next year, five years, ten years down the road? Yeah, I mean, um, again, we're just so young. We've got so many plans and, and a vision for the future, what lies ahead. Um, we want to get into to producing originals as soon as possible. So out there, producing content. Um we're we're building up a pretty stacked deck in terms of data and analytics on what people like to watch and what people search and um, you know drop off rates and so forth. So um, that's going to be a really valuable asset for us when we do get in the studio or outdoors with the cameras um, filming filming new work. Um, and that's something that's that's pretty close on the horizon. Um, we want to get into regular cadence programming. So, you know, something that's releasing monthly or weekly to get people, you know, back on the platform and get excited about, you know, a Thursday or a Wednesday, um, build that water cooler effect where, you know, maybe on the, the ski lift with your buddy and you're talking about the next episode. Um, that's really important to us. We want to build, you know, not only the Netflix of action sports, but the go-to website for everything outdoors. So video will be a centralized part of that, but, you know, have everything from an e-com platform to a gear platform and um, really be an editorial voice in the space as well. 
Um, so, you know, big plans ahead. <laughs> it's baby steps till we get there. But, you know, you got to dream big. Always, always. Um, <laughs> what's the best part about running Slipstream and, and Real House? Uh, you know, it's, it's just been really great um, conceptualizing and building a product that you love and that you use a lot, but also that, you know, your buddies and your friends love. And uh, um, working with an incredible team and going to work every day and, and hashing it out and dreaming out what we're going to build next. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can hear the excitement in your voice. It's um, it's such a unique product and um, exciting to see how there's still cool ways to constantly um, evolve and create new products. And Slipstream is definitely a perfect example of that. Um, and I wanted to highlight that we're going to be partnering with Slipstream and doing a giveaway where we're going to give away a few um, year-long subscriptions so that members can check out uh, what they've got to offer. Uh, so if you, if listeners want to head to readyeddy.com between, uh, in the month of October, we're doing a pretty big giveaway, uh, including Slipstream. So definitely head over and check it out. But, um, beyond that, if listeners want to keep tabs on what you're doing with Slipstream and, and, uh, Real House, where's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, we've, we're on all the social media accounts, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, um, since it's just such a visual product, Instagram has been really powerful for us, and everything uh, uh, that we do kind of goes out there. Um, otherwise, head on to watchslipstream.com and sign up there for a free month and check it out. Definitely. Well, well Keegan, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story and chat with me and uh, I'm excited to see what you guys do uh, in the future. Cheers, Josh. Thanks so much. We're stoked to partner with you guys next month. Without a doubt. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.